Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring four left feet performing a tango of trivia, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And hey, Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, we continue our BAP. <laughs> <laughs> build a Posse, our Build a Crew monthly series. Wow, wow, wow. And this time we're doing Build a Posse. Wow, wow, wow. On the suggestion of Rango the Kid. Yes. Is that what it was? <laughs> it was Rango. I think it was, uh, yeah, Kid Rango. Something like that. <laughs> our good buddy, John <laughs> Jordan. Last time, we did our Gunslinger. And I came out with the man with no name, and Mikey came out with John Wick. Yes. And today, we're doing our tracker. We're a posse. We're hunting for someone. Yep. We need a tracker. It's absolutely part of the Magnificent Seven. It's yes. a key role, and I went. I played a little bit more by the rules, so Not Scott should be happy today. Are you going to be happy, Not Scott? No. Listen, I'm just happy I'm, to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so, tracker. Yeah, it's a classic trope. And Mikey, who's your first tracker on your... List of three. <laughs> well, I just want to harp on that trope. Wow, as- hold on, hold on. We're just you're just gonna jump right in. Oh, I mean, come okay. on. What's a what's a tracker? What's a, what are we looking for in a tracker? <laughs> That's what I was gonna harp on. I want to harp on that okay. that trope aspect for a second because it is a role in the Magnificent Seven. But it's something like when you say tracker, I think everybody has the same mental image immediately. It's like the Native American in the loincloth while everybody else is like in chaps and full on Western gear. Mm. But he's the guy that can weather the elements and doesn't say much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What other like defaults come to mind for you with Tracker? When I think Tracker, I think of um, someone who like reaches down and like tastes the dirt and knows <laughs> yes. where the person went. Yep. You know, or like or like puts their ear to the ground, literally ear to the ground. Listening for hoofbeats. Yeah. And the oh. They went that way. <laughs> Coulter in season eight of Alone oh. does some serious tracking of uh, a, a, a deer that he kills. It's fantastic. Season yeah. eight. Just finished it. You nerd. Yeah. No, he's right. Alone has some good uh, real life tracking in it. And that's kind of what I went for with my picks because it turns out like when I first thought about Tracker, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get two. Like all I could think of was like the default. And I was like, I'm having a hard time coming up with specifics. But then I started thinking and doing doing a little digging. Man, there are so many good ones out there. There are. Uh, honorable mentions, just real quick. Oh. Tonto. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, he's like, that's kind of the epitome. Uh-huh. Uh, didn't go with it because it, you know, seemed like the easy one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're doing Predator series. Billy from Predator, mm-hmm. he's a master tracker. Mm-hmm. He's got a little bit of that. I'm surprised he wasn't on your list. I know. Yeah. And then Avatar, but I figure there's already too much news about Avatar, but I was going to argue for uh, the Na'vi being trackers. Oh, are they? For sure. At least uh, Natiri, the, the main one. Are the, the are the creatures in Ferngully trackers, too? <laughs> oh, maybe. I think they're just uh, fairies. Just fae. Fae. <laughs> there's a deep cut. And then I almost picked We Loved It. I almost picked it because we loved it, but uh, William Knifeman on Reservation Dogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who's Bear Spirit Guide, who's just... Turns out to be just a weird dude, so yeah. not much of a tracker. <laughs> but I, I had to honor my third pick is a fun, weird pick in usual style. Yeah. And so my third pick for tracker is the weird naked Indian from Wayne's World 2. 
<laughs> when they go on their vision quest. That's right. Man. He doesn't say Wayne, much. Wayne's World 2. Yes. Is that the one that has... Um, That's where they do Wayne's World Lollapalooza, where they put on the, the music festival. If you make it, they will come. Okay, yes. Okay. It all blends... The Both Wayne's World movies blend into one A little big, bit long movie point. to me. And you can do that. You can sit and watch them start at one and end at two. Yeah. So Okay. So, yes, very silly. I don't even think he has any dialogue in the movie. I think it's all silent, but... He looks like the typical Native American tracker that you would think of. He's got the loincloth. He's got the feathers in his hair. He's got the like desert bleach skin that looks like he's been out in the wilderness for years. I pick him because he can travel the dreamscape. <laughs> That's how Wayne meets him. The weird naked Indian comes and meets him in his dream and takes him to Jim Morrison. So he can also commune with spirits. I'm picking this guy because he can travel the dreamscape. He can talk to spirits. And he might also offer me the opportunity to meet Jim Morrison and to find out if Jim Morrison is exhausting to hang out with as he seems. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's what you would ask Jim Morrison. That's what, as a side effect. But hey man. if you could hang out with Jim Morrison, you would just want to know how exhausting he is. Yes. Hey, man. Have you ever thought about? Is this, is, do you think that every every sentence he says starts with that? Hey man, have you ever thought about those really deep pauses trying yeah. to be philosophical? Hey man, I am the Lizard King. It's like, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> Did I miss something? Was he at a Wendy's? Well, that's what I could imagine him bits? being like that, like just all day, every day. But that's a tangent about the doors. That's for a different podcast. Weird Naked Indian, Wayne's World 2. Great movie, great it role. Naked? Uh, it's played by Larry Sellers, who's one of those guys that if you needed a cool Native American in your media project, he was hired. He was on Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. He was on Walker, Texas Ranger. Uh, and he was in Wayne's World. And he left his homework in the back of the dude's car. That's it. And he has, the, he has kind of the ability to tell the future, so power of prophecy. It's a, mm. it's a, it's a secret pick, but... It's more than it seems, but that's my third pick. That's the Mikey Silly special. The Mikey Silly? Well, I do silly third picks sometimes, too. There you go. And right now I'm doing a silly third pick. <laughs> Very silly. <laughs> my third pick for Tracker is none other than Ronald Ulysses Swanson, <laughs> played by Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec. I love it. On NBC. Yes. <laughs> Only because I don't know if they ever show him tracking, but they show him hunting. Yep. And he does everything manly to the limit, mm -hmm. to the best. Absolutely. He's, so I would assume that he could track things. <laughs> a man who says fishing, like yoga, except you get to kill something. <laughs> <laughs> that's spiritual and that's wise. <laughs> I don't know how you don't know this character. He's on t-shirts and mugs <laughs> and hats. Iconic mustache. The iconic mustache. A grumpy cat kind of look. Yeah. <laughs> he does have a grumpy cat kind of look. I never thought that before. <laughs> Mikey and I, and I don't know about you, Scott, did you watch Parson Rick? Uh, once or twice. Yeah. I dabbled, okay. but I never actually watched it. Uh, Mikey and I are aficionados. Mm -hmm. I've heard. It's such a good show. Every character is strong. I mean, think about it. Every single person who was on that show has gone on to greatness. Oh, for sure. I can't think of one who really hasn't. Kind of doughy Chris Pratt. So. <laughs> <laughs> As Andy, one of, the, one of his best. It's kind of funny because we've talked about it before and everyone on the show kind of plays a version of themselves or like themselves like turned up a little bit. Mm -hmm. So Ron Swanson is a lot like Nick Offerman. I was going to say. Yeah, but basically this character, he's this staunch libertarian. He loves meat, woodworking, 
hunting, whiskey, <laughs> breakfast foods, yep, and nautical literature. Kind of sounds like Ralph. A little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of crossover in that Venn diagram for sure. <laughs> He's just the ultimate like mountain man tough guy. Oh, absolutely. It's, it, he would do well on the loan, not Scott. I would think Nick so. Nick Offerman or Ralph? Maybe <laughs> both. Both. All. Absolutely. <laughs> I well, yeah, I don't know. Ralph, we, have we talked to Ralph about alone? No, um, I don't know. I don't think we have talked to Ralph about alone. But that show. Ron Swanson <laughs> seems like a guy who could just whittle a canoe with his axe. Yes. Out, out of a tree he cut down. All right. So in the very little dalliance I've had with Parks and Rec, yeah. he always kind of comes across as a blowhard. Like he just talks a big game, but he doesn't actually no, he do can. any of that stuff well. No, he does everything great. Yeah, he, it comes out that he does great. That is the thing. Like all the claims that he makes about like you should be able to hunt or fishing is like yoga that but you get to murder something. That's actually like yeah. true to his character. Yeah. All right. One of the best scenes ever, and you've probably seen the meme, but somebody comes up, he's trying to do something, and they try and stop him at the like it's a parks ranger. He's like, No, I have a permit. And he pulls out this piece piece of paper and the guy opens it and it just says, My name is Ron Swanson, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> like that was his permit. And so it is very true to character. He he can back up what he puts down. He's so libertarian. He literally works at the parks department to slow down government. <laughs> he doesn't believe it should exist. He wants it to be privatized and run by the company that runs Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. Because they know how to do amusing parks. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese does know how to make an amusing destination. Yeah. <laughs> He had his first job at the age of nine in a sheet metal factory, and in two weeks he was running the floor. There you go. This is the kind of guy you're dealing with here. How Wait. would you not want him on a posse? <laughs> How is that skill going to come in handy as a trekker? I don't know. He, he just does everything the best. He he, he says, don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. There you go. Whole-ass so one thing. He'd yeah. be whole-assing the tracking of the uh, outlaw? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's part of his character. He's a super, he can live in the wilderness. Like, he's a survivalist mm. for sure. Yeah. I like yeah. the fact that he would track the people that he is tracking. I, I like. I he does he does have like a uh, he lives out in the woods and in like a compound basically. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> it's it's really funny. And he has that bug out bag that yeah, when his ex wife comes yeah. to town, he like punches through the ceiling yeah. and pulls it down and <laughs> just and just skedaddles. It's he wonderful. Has buried gold. Yeah, it's very funny character. <laughs> very funny, but. I don't know. I feel like he would be uh, capable of tracking. Absolutely. And he'd build you a canoe when you got stuck? Yeah. Definitely. Ron Swanson. That's great. Yeah. It's a silly pig, but come on. He's great at everything. He is. Allegedly. <laughs> According to TV lore, yes. One of my favorite things that he does is once they introduce Rob Lowe's character. Yes. And he's like a super fitness guy. Mm -hmm. And they have that burger contest between the veggie burger that Rob Lowe perfected and Ron Swanson just gets like meat mm -hmm. and he just like puts salt and pepper on it yep. and just grills the meat <laughs> and he's like it's meat he goes put condiments on it if you want it's like meat and bread <laughs> and everyone's like this is so much better than your veggie burger and he's like i toiled for years perfecting this veggie burger just meat and bread <laughs> bring me all the eggs and yes. bacon that you have now hold on <laughs> i don't think you i think you by me saying that you thought i said bring me a lot of eggs and bacon now, i mean bring me all the eggs and bacon and then he sits there and eats it. That is one of the concerns with him, though. He might eat all your supplies. <laughs> oh, but that's a great pick. Uh, that means that's my second pick. Almost in consideration. 
I'll see if you guys call me out for why this is disqualified, but oh. I already know that there's a reason for its disqualification. But wait, wait <laughs> but you're going forward anyway. with a pick that you are already disqualifying. Yes, that's why I put him in number two and not number one. This totally would have been number one. After your picks last week, I'm shocked anything <laughs> gets disqualified <laughs> on this thing. <laughs> you heard all my honorable mentions. I did some sort of deliberation on this. My second pick is Listens to Wind is his proper name, but he also goes by Injun Joe, and he's from The Dresden Files by Jim Butcher. Oh. A series we have mentioned a whole mm-hmm. bunch. We have talked about it on Brad's That Guy Reads. Dresden Files is a great series. There's like a bajillion books about it out now, but Injun Joe is awesome. He's essentially, take the, the Native American tracker trope again that we're talking about, but uh, make it a hippie. Put it in an Aerosmith t-shirt and some faded jeans. He's still got the hair and the feathers and like the the medicine pouch and the totems, but he's chilled out. He probably hung out with all the right musicians at Woodstock. <laughs> all the right musicians. <laughs> who are the wrong musicians who are at Woodstock? Uh, you got to go find those stories. They're, they're rumors. I don't. I don't want to disparage anybody. I, I really want to know. I want Mikey's list of the right and wrong musicians at Woodstock. We can talk about it off the microphone. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it'll be a topic for the safety wipe. There you go. <laughs> No, he's actually also, he's a wizard, uh, and he's on the White Council, which is like, in Dresden Files world terms, the ultimate. Merlin was the leader of the White Council at one point, so in this world of wizards and witches, they are the top of the top, and he is their top healer and shapeshifter, and he's just, he's a naturalist. He lives out in the woods. He's like 300 years old. He knows how to find man, beast, monster, spirit. There's nothing he can't track. So, Bro, shapeshifts? He does. I mean, you just kind of threw that little superhuman ability in with all of these really other pedestrian things. <laughs> I said Can he's we a please wizard? go back to yes. shapeshifting? Mm-hmm. Why would he be disqualified? I don't understand where your worry comes from because he seems perfectly capable. If you can shapeshift into like a bloodhound. Oh, no. Is, that, is it the shapeshifting that d- disqualifies him? Oh, you were underselling the superpower part yeah. of it. Yeah. that is. Oh, okay. In my no. mind, this is the disqualifying factor. No, I'm on to you. You saw through my tricks. You put, shapeshifting. You put cartoons in your group sometimes with live action peoples. <laughs> But they would they would obey the the real world physics, I guess. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Don't let Not Scott intimidate you. Do the crazy Mikey things that you do. I'm so nervous about this test. <laughs> the answers <laughs> the answers have to be right. I want to pass. He is a shapeshifter. Here's the cool part. He can turn into a falcon, an owl. Uh, he can turn into a bear. He turns into a squirrel at one point. He has a pet raccoon familiar named Little Brother that he talks to. All right. So when he shapeshifts, yes, does he become like? Naked squirrel, or is he shapeshift and he's in like a tiny Aerosmith t shirt and jeans? <laughs> <laughs> or does he shapeshift where it's like the clothes stay the same size and he like crawls out the sleeve? Honestly, I don't specifically remember. Listen, you're gonna really have to work on yeah, your physics. I know. On but these. I think what I think in the books it does happen that when he transforms, he has like his earring or his necklace. Like there's something about his character that you know, oh, that animal is him. But for the most part, he's we're talking he's, traditional Native American lore where they're like skinwalkers, where they purple, completely shift. Purple cutoff pants, <laughs> purple cutoff shorts. Yep. Yeah, tie dye headband. <laughs> or maybe they're all gray haired because he is a gray haired, like older dude. So I don't know. Steven they're, Tyler scarves. <laughs> <laughs> I forget specifically how he distinguishes him, but he does have that that ability. When he goes to fight a Wendigo. Ooh, when, ooh Wendigo. I think it's awesome that you think I can disqualify a pick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, 
Makes people really important. I limited myself then. He has pick yeah. number two because I, I guess in the sense like if if you took this dude and just put him in 1880s Wild West, it, there's nothing that would take him down. It'd just be like, all right, whatever. Because oh, he can I heal see. people. He's a boss. Yeah. I see. He could turn into a bull and just charge everybody, mm. you know. Yeah. It'd be really easy to scare those old cow pokes. Yeah. <laughs> He's a w- 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 wizard. <laughs> he poisoned the water hole. <laughs> there's a snake in my boot. Exactly. A magic snake. And now there's hundreds of them. See? Way too powerful. Oh, yeah. I see. So I limit myself so I don't... To, to respect power creep and what we're actually mm, dealing with. Yes. That's why my next one is a double wizard. No. <laughs> I'd be so wizard. Uh, well, <laughs> thanks, Anakin. <laughs> That's great. Um, my second pick is an old favorite from when I was a kid. From G.I. Joe, the real American hero, toy line, comic book, and animated series, Spirit Iron Knife. <laughs> the G.I. Joe team's original tracker. What a name. Yeah. Now, Why is he not number one, Kevin? Well, because I, I I like my number one. It's, just the, it's the new hotness. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get Wasn't there. Wasn't he the one that had like the little hawk that no, like he has, onto his wrist? He has an eagle. Eagle, sorry. And his eagle's oh, name I is totally Freedom. Uh, he's a bald eagle. Now, the way you're acting, I think you're of the right age for GI. I think Mikey is, is the blind spot. You know, you're too young to watch that cartoon and stuff. I, I saw the cartoon and I really? had some of the toys, but that Hold was. Hold on. Which cartoon, though? Did you see the mid 80s one or the late 80s one? Uh, the mid 80s one because of my brother. Oh. So he had all the stuff. I never, like, was a big fan of it. Were you even. Al- how were you? Were you even alive, though? Not when it was, like, airing new, no. Oh. But I'm aware yeah, of it because my, like bro- my brother was... 84, 85. Yeah. In 1984 is when the series debuted, yeah. That's right. In the era when cartoons were meant to sell toys. Sell toys, yeah, I know. Buy our stuff! Oh, I had so much G.I. Joe. His full name is Charlie Iron Knife. Spirit is his uh, G.I. Joe co-name. Oh, fun. He, and we know all uh, stuff about him because the G.I. Joe uh, action figures had cards on the back. You had to cut him out and keep them. Yeah, that told you about what was going on. So we know he's from Taos, the Taos Pueblo Reservation. Nice. He was a hunting guy through high school and served in Southeast Asia in the military. But then he went back to civilian life to, I guess, do the G.I. Bill and then returned to service because he got, I guess he got called up to when they made the G.I. Joe program, mm-hmm. the special unit. <laughs> and uh, he's the Native American G.I. Joe guy. There you um, go. He's got braided hair, his headband. He's got a knife. He's got his Native American pants. He's got his bird. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he checks every box that would get you canceled today. He, he Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> but <laughs> what's funny is I was, I, I was like, man, I remember having him as an, an action figure. And I wanted to look and see if I could see him in action other than the famous meme one where he the kid catches on fire and he tells the kid to stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> and then it got redubbed for... But actually, there was a, a prominent uh, episode he was in called Satellite Down, which you can go watch on YouTube. Right the on. entire thing awesome. is on there. So I went and watched it. Now, first of all, as an adult, I'm like, this is totally a, a half-hour toy commercial. <laughs> like... It is not very well written. It's not. It doesn't hold up real great. <laughs> but I got to see Spirit doing stuff. Absolutely. It. And the coolest thing about him is that he is, and not only in this episode, but in subsequent episodes in the comic books and stuff, because there's a comic book too. His main like foil is Storm Shadow, the Cobra Ninja, the yeah. White Ninja, 
who was like one of the best cobras. He was the coolest looking. He's the coolest cobra. Oh yeah, he had the coolest accessories. Yeah, and usually it's it's him and Snake Eyes have like the back history and stuff. But when Storm Shadow's around and Snake Eyes ain't ain't here, <laughs> Spirit's the one who's going up against. That's him. right. And they both have these like senses of honor and you know it's it's <laughs> the stuff that would get you canceled is that every time Storm Shadow says something, it plays like a little Japanese type. Stinger, yep. and every time Spirit says something, it plays like some kind of <laughs> some kind of Native American stinger. It's like, oh, were those like hiya hiya sounds? It's like, oh, and then a hawk crying yeah. in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm with you. I totally had Spirit Iron yeah. Knife, and didn't he have? Wasn't his accessory like a, like a tomahawk and a bird? Thing? Yeah. That's the reason I remember the toy was because of the eagle or hawk or whatever it was. Well, he was a qualified expert in the M16, the M1911 A1 auto pistol, (laughs) and the Remington sniper rifle, according to the card. I was going to say, is this according to the backing card? Now, what's funny to me is that the reason why I asked you about the 89 series, which I didn't really watch, Mm -hmm. but there was an 89 series that was done by by Deke, D-I-C. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, yeah, blue background. And Maurice LaMarche oh, yeah. was the voice of Spirit. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, in those ones. AKA and, the brain from Animaniacs, Maurice LaMarche. And then in the late 90s, again, they came out with a whole new series mm-hmm. of characters. And Spirit came back, but he didn't look Native American as much anymore. He looked more military. Gotcha. But he still had the headband. He looked exactly like Billy Soul from Predator. Nice. All they did was make take Billy Soul from Predator and call him Spirit. That's awesome. It, Didn't even change the sculpt. It looks yeah. just it just looks just like him. And instead of having a bald eagle named Freedom, this is why I know they did it on purpose. He has a falcon named Billy. Ooh, so it's the it's a true homage. I think it's a true homage. Yeah, because if yeah, why would you call that's a dumb name for a, a for a falcon? falcon. I'm yes. sorry. It's got to be. That's awesome. Because he looks just like him. One would think. Yeah. No, he could have easily been number one for sure. He was exactly what you want. He's the original tracker. And the reason why they say original tracker is because sometime in the mid-90s, and I remember when I worked at Toys R Us, and I was like, who is this guy? They came out with a guy whose code name was Tracker. Oh, lazy. And he was like a tracker, of course. <laughs> but there wasn't anything special about him. I, he just looked like an army guy from what I remember. I can find stuff. Now, I want to ask you guys, this episode I watched, Satellite Down, It's with a, there's a satellite that goes down, Spirit and, and the Joes have to go after it, and the Cobra guys are going after it too. So that's where he meets up with Storm Shadow to fight him. But this episode also features prominently one of the two romances from G.I. Joe. Do you remember the two romances from G.I. Joe? There was Lady J and... Like, uh, Flint, second in command, guy. Flint, Flint. And, Flint and Lady J. Yes, Flint and Lady <laughs> and then, J. And then Duke um, and Scarlet. Yeah, Duke and Scarlet. Right. But oh, on the bad guy side, Cobra had uh, yeah, Destro yeah. and the and Baroness. Baroness. Yeah. That's who it was. Took <laughs> me a minute. Um, who knew it was such a soap opera? But this this one featured Flint and uh, Lady J prominently. Okay. And of course, Lady J gets in trouble. Flint's all worried about it. And finally, they get back together, and she's like. Give me a hug. And they have a hug, and it's like, ooh. They do the little heart fade out, maybe. No. <laughs> now, for my money, I always like, were you, which one of the female uh, G.I. Joe characters? Scarlet. Really? You're All Scarlet. day, every yeah. day. I was a Lady J. No, Lady yeah. J with her cropped haircut. Yeah. 
And what's your weapon? A bunch of sticks? Uh, she looked like she could hurt me, so that's how I, those kind of girls are. Scarlet had that cool outfit with yeah. the vest and yeah, all the I cool know. buckets. Yeah, she's a little kind of Black Widow stuff going on for her. A- for April sure. O'Neil all day, I'm sorry. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> I thought we were talking about crushes we had on action figures that we had as a child, my bet. <laughs> no, but we're going to do that next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yes, Spirit Iron Knife could have easily been number one. Here's my dumb question. It also shows how forgettable these movies are. But did they put Spirit Iron Knife in the live action movies that they did? I, I, I don't remember him. Remember yeah, okay. Him. I mean, those yeah. movies are largely forgettable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's However, true. I don't remember. Okay. I don't either. I, I don't even remember those movies very much. <laughs> I, for, first, I thought you were going to say G.I. Joe the movie, which was an actual like animated. Yeah, I remember going to the movie. He's theater. in that, though. To see that one. Because yeah. there's a big battle in New York and he's everyone's there. Yeah. It's like the Avengers Battle of New York, but G.I. Joe style. That's another thing those old cartoons did. Every one of them got a movie, too. Yeah, Transformers, Trans- Transformers, G.I. Joe. They, didn't they kill someone in Transformers the movie? The Optimus Prime. Didn't they kill Duke in G.I. Joe the movie? I want to say, yeah. yeah Duke so. died. Yeah. Because somebody else came in <laughs> yeah. after Duke. The, um, the Cobra Commander killed him with his serpent staff. That's right. And yeah. that's when he died. Like, Cobra blood Commander. and stuff. And <laughs> Isn't that when he like, turned into like a full snake thing? Yeah. Was that the movie or was that? That was the movie, I think. I don't know. But I remember it was like the first time we actually got to see people get killed because it was always everyone would always like parachute out or just get like knocked over. Yep. Everyone would be shooting those lasers at everybody and no one hit anybody. They were all set to stun. Yeah. There were a lot of laser bolts. Yeah. Knowing is half the battle and the other half of the battle is red and blue lasers. G.I. Joe. Pork chop sandwiches. Wait, pork chop sandwiches. That's yes. the reason. That's the main reason I know GI Joe is because those I love <laughs> those, those overdubbed uh, yeah. PSAs. Hey and- kids, <laughs> <laughs> it's a computer. <laughs> Stop all the downloading. <laughs> I know this sounds like gibberish, but I promise you, just go yeah. to YouTube, Google GI Joe PSA, and yeah. have a fun afternoon. <laughs> Spirit is a code name, though. That's a good. That's a good code name. Mm. I forgot that his name was Charlie Iron Knife. Mm-hmm. And Spirit was his code name. Yep. Yeah. And he had like regular pants, like like khakis with like a loincloth. Yeah. Actually, I Why think his pants, wearing... I think his pants were supposed to be buckskin. Were they supposed to be buckskin? Yeah. It looked like khakis to me. Yeah. I get it. Buckskin would make more sense though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In hindsight. And a little bit fitting of the stereotype. Yeah. But speaking of stereotype, uh, I had one. <laughs> speaking of stereotype. Yeah. I know. That's, but so we're on to first picks, and my first pick. Was going to be this character, and then it, it, it the cheese got into it a little bit, so I had to switch it up. But the funny version of the character I picked would have been Graham Greene, who played Joseph in Maverick. Did you guys ever see that old movie Maverick? Oh, I thought you were about. I thought you were about to say with Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where he, where he plays the card player, and, yeah. and uh, is it Jodie Foster? Yep, that's in that movie. Yes, yeah. So an old fun western romp, action comedy, maybe. Mm-hmm. But in Which- it is Graham Greene, who's great. What's the character? I I don't remember the character. Uh, Joseph, he plays his Mel Gibson, who plays Maverick. He plays right. Maverick's Indian buddy, who helps him oh, out. Okay, ski. yeah, 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 yeah. He's actually just a normal dude, but as part of his character, he plays up his Native Americanness and like, oh no, I'm getting a sense from the spirits and like. That's right, because he's and he's he's the tracker leader guide for the Russian visiting guy. Exactly, yes, I remember that now. He's the tracker that's responsible for uh, letting that Russian leader hunt Mel Gibson, the that's most right. dangerous game. But at his heart, he is a con man, and because he's a con man, he plays up the stereotype. So as much as I love that character in that movie, I, I wanted to pick something a little bit cooler. And so my actual first pick, final pick, 
is Henry Standing Bear is his name, and it's Lou Diamond Phillips oh. from a show called Longmire. Wow. Longmire. That's yeah. the one with Katie Sackhoff? It is. Uh, I, I haven't watched it, but I'm aware of it. I don't know about this. Okay. Tell me all about it. I will, because you'll dig it. It's a show it was made by A&E, and they put it on Netflix, and it had six seasons. It's sort of come and gone. But there's six seasons if you want to dive into it. But here's why I love it. It is another perfect example of the Tuesday primetime TNT serial type TV show. Mm -hmm. For those of you that love your Bones or your house or your CSI or SVUs, Longmire is that type of show, but about a sheriff in Wyoming Ah. who's protecting a small little quaint town from 'er ne'er-do-wells and, you know, evildoers. Like Matt Scott said, it stars Katie Sackhoff, Mm -hmm. so nerd points for that. Starbuck, always good to see her. She plays the sheriff deputy to uh, Walt Longmire, who's the name of the series, played by a guy named Robert Taylor. But the star to me is Lou Diamond Phillips. Mm-hmm. I could have picked him for so many different roles. Isn't he also a native tracker in uh, Young Guns? Young, Young Guns, Guns yeah. 1 and 2. <laughs> I, didn't wanna, I, I wasn't sure because we still got a whole bunch of people to pick, and I didn't know if I wanted to go to the Young Guns well just yet. <laughs> yeah, because if we use it, we burn it. There's a lot you of gold. You can't go back to that property. Yeah. That's it. There's a lot of gold in them there hills. So. <laughs> I sort of cheated a little bit, and I went with Lou Diamond Phillips, who is awesome. He was in Young Guns. He was in Young Guns, too. He does get typecast as sort of the wise Native American, mm-hmm. but when it's him, he usually plays it really well. Uh, and in the show, he does a great job because he runs a bar. He's the buddy to the sheriff, but he also has the uh, cool, secret, military-trained background that pe- people only know a little bit about. Huh. So he has the best of both worlds. He grew up on the reservation, and he knows all the traditional Indian techniques uh, or traditional Native American techniques of tracking and herbal medicine and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But also he has a purple heart. He has a distinguished service cross. He has Mm -hmm. a cross of gallantry and assorted campaign medals. Oh, So he's kind of a secret badass, which is the best because he is. Secret badass. He's a sleeper. He is. Oh, absolutely. He comes across as really awkward because one of the character traits they gave him is he just he chooses not to use contractions when he's speaking. So it gives him a little bit of that old, wise Native American vibe mm. where, where it's very proper when he speaks. But it's also noticeable when you're like, why are you doing that? He's like, I cannot do this. I do not want to do that, Longmire. Mm. It's really, it's distinct and pronounced, but it really works on Ludib and Phillips. He helps find people. He His name is Standing Bear, which is... The Native American essentially word for protector mm. um, and guider. So that also ties into the tracker thing. The show is great because it deals with crime syndicates and murder and whodunits and a little bit of all of that. Like I said, it's a serial. So it's sort of what is the bad thing that's going to happen this week on this series? And Lou Diamond Phillips is usually one of the people helping out, making things go right. That's awesome. <laughs> I love Lou Diamond Phillips. La Bamba. Yes, he was Richie Valens. I guess that means I get the bonus skill of him being able to play guitar around the campfire, maybe? Uh, maybe. No, I, I, I think if you were to take that skill from another movie, then yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> now you're acting like Drax in them, thinking that Kevin Bacon is all of the things yep. that, that he ever played. <laughs> well, this is the question. Am I getting that? I guess I am getting Henry Standing Bear, not just Lou Diamond Phillips. He shows up, he's like, what am I doing? <laughs> we're going back in time? I actually only know how to track if the writers put that in there. <laughs> I lied about it on my resume. Yeah. I only know how to ride horses. Okay. My number one pick. Now, like I said, Spirit Iron Knife, 
probably would have been top if we hadn't just seen this movie and done an assumption about it and had it top of mind. There you go. But my top tracker that I would like to have in my posse is Nehru from Prey. Yes. Played by Amber Midthunder. Still the coolest name. Still the coolest name. We could talk all day, and I did before in the podcast we did about, <laughs> about Prey. But if you didn't listen to that, and why haven't you? Uh, Nehru is a Comanche healer and younger sister to the skilled tribesman Taibe in Prey. And at first I was like, oh, wait, she's only credited as like being a healer. And I was like, but I remember her tracking. She tracks the feral predator around. Absolutely. And then I was like looking around the interwebs. And sure enough, I find this post by 20th Century Studios itself. Ooh. Dated August 16th, 2022. Marked and noted. Promoting Prey. And all it says is Nehru. Tracker, hunter, and fighter. Three simple words. Hashtag Prey is now streaming on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> Not available in all markets. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was like, yeah, of course. Because she was the one when one of their tribesmen is missing. Yes. In the beginning. And there's been a mountain lion on the loose. So they're like, oh, oh, mountain lion. So her brother, Taibi, and the group of hunter-tracker guys go out to see if they can find him. Mm-hmm. And she wants to come, but he's like, she's ready for her kutamia. Kutam? Kutamia. Ku, ku, uh, her ku, great hunt. Kutama. Yeah, her rite of passage in hunting. She follows them out there, and they're like, of course, they're all like, what is she doing here? And her brother's like, ah, she knows healing stuff. She might be useful if we find him. True. Which she was, because they found him all, like, cut up, and and she has her special flowers. Special, yeah, medicine flowers. Medicine flowers. The orange tatsiyas. Yeah. (laughs) But while she's there, she's, like, looking around, and she's like, sees, like, the flayed snake Mm -hmm. and she's looking at the tracks and she's like man i don't think this was a mountain lion and they're like it was definitely a mountain lion and she's like but they look by people they're like ah probably a bear was through here and she's like no these aren't bear tracks and they're like ah silly girl you don't know what you're doing you don't know what you're doing no she's like there's something wrong there's something out there so the whole adventure starts because she sneaks out of the village early in the morning with her awesome doggy and her cool tomahawk on a rope (laughs) and starts tracking the predator. She's tracking the thing that tracks people. The most elite hunter in the universe, some might say. She's tracking the most, most dangerous game. (laughs) The most dangerous game. (laughs) The most dangerous game. I love it. And you're not wrong. She does. She's got all the skills you need. She's got bow skills. She's got Tomahawk on a rope skills. She knows how to deal with quicksand and how to make a trap out of it. Even though I disagree with how the creators did the skull thing, <laughs> that still could have been done properly. God, you, you still can't let that go? I can't. Let it's it the only thing I had wrong with the whole thing. He had a great solution for it. Too, I had the so. best solution for it. Kevin rewrites. Yes, <laughs> I had the best solution. And not only that, she she's not afraid of any anything modern. She finds like the fox trap, and yep. she and she doesn't go like, oh, mystical. She's like, what is this thing, you yep. know? And the and the guy hands her the flintlock pistol, and she's like, well, show me how it works. And <laughs> the one thing we love about it is how how human she is. Not Mary Sue at all in this. Nope. Like so much of the so much of her stuff doesn't work. The first time I just <laughs> I I love her sitting there like loading that thing. OK, you do this and then that goes in there and that and then it doesn't work. She's like, oh, <laughs> but it worked when she needed it. She shot the predator in the back of the head. 
it's it's one of the strongest features of the movie, and it works really well for the posse member is that she adapts to yes, anything. That's adaptable. That's what that word. The whole movie, you get to see her learn and progress and yes. evolve with each new challenge. And like right. you're saying, she never like she never gets scared. No, nope. she never. Get, well, I mean, like she gets apprehensive because she realized that oh something is wrong. You know, dude, she had a bear coming <laughs> after her. That's true, and she was just like. How do I get out of this? There's a beaver dam over there. I'm going to swim under the water and get up in that beaver dam. <laughs> it kind of worked. If if the predator hadn't come by, she would have been bear food. But I, I believe it. It would have been but, a real boring movie, yeah, though. Yeah, it would have been boring. <laughs> and she has an animal familiar. I think that's, a, that's yes. such a key the thing. The dog comes with it. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I could have had an eagle, but... <laughs> But yeah, you know that's the next thing that we have to ask. So, uh, but but that dogs dog, are awesome. that dog was super cool. Yes, yeah. I wouldn't fault you for taking the dog yeah. over the eagle. Yeah, dog was super cool and like always got into trouble, but got out of it. It's true. It's the thing that kept driving Mikey crazy. Yeah, don't kill the dog. I kept putting that dog in danger. I was like, I am shutting this movie off. <laughs> but who would who doesn't want a dog that can get into danger and make his way out? They would willingly fight a bear. Right. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. So I'm taking Nehru. I know it's pretty. On the nose, Native American tracker, but it's a female tracker. That's not exactly on the nose. Shocking. You put a female so, on your crew? Yeah, That's yeah. That's never yeah. happened. Oh, I made an entire female crew once. You just can't ever tell her a mission is too dangerous for her because she'll be like, nope, you're wrong. I'm yeah, coming exactly. anyway. I'm coming anyway. But it's one of my favorite new characters, and I also want to lift it, even though we just talked about it, I like lifting up what we talk about is if you want to be inclusive and do stories yes. uh, about the not traditionally white European people, then find stories about those people and tell me a story I don't know about about those people instead of like making Fern Gully Four. No, shoe, shoehorn them into the next no. Thanos movie. Yeah, it just or just like let's uh, uh what if uh, let's do George Washington, but he's Native American. What? No. <laughs> uh, so you know, let's do Abraham Lincoln. But with vampires. <laughs> well, that's kind of silly. To be fair, <laughs> that's a lot of fun. So, um, you have? I have Henry Standing Bear on my posse as my Native American tracker. And your gunslinger is John Wick. John Wick in cowboy attire. And I have a Nehru from Prey and the man with no name from the Dollar series. <laughs> would you give him, oh, what would his code name be? Speaking of spirit and code names, what would you give the man with no name? Because in the movies, he's Blondie. Blondie. I like Blondie's hilarious. And name. Joe, you like Joe as well. I was wondering if he would get his own posse specific. Well, like I said last time, I like Blondie for the fact that, you know, he's not really blonde. He just is like lighter brown hair than a Mexican guy. <laughs> yeah. He's the white man among the, the <laughs> non white men. Very funny to me. Hey, Scott, what are we doing uh, for our next uh, BAP? For the next BAP? So we got options for what we're going to cover next, but I think uh, Doc. I think we had Doc on the schedule. Oh, so doctor. Doc, whether it be an actual doctor or just a learned man. Oh, yes. A doctor of literature. He has his PhD. It could mm. be a could be a PhD. There's some there's some pretty uh pretty fantastic docs All out right. there. <laughs> so you guys got a few weeks to think about that. Yeah. I already know it though. I'm putting Indiana Jones in my party. No, oh. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the one honorable mention I would get, uh Dusty yeah. Bottoms, the tracker from Three Amigos. Oh yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> you gotta put Dusty was the tracker. On Three Amigos. You said Three Amigos last time, you though, did. and you burned it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, these are optionals. These are optionals. Listen, if, <laughs> it doesn't count for the <laughs> It doesn't count for me. I never agree to those rules. <laughs> I know. 
I just love that all the picks so far have just been three. Because <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> all right. That means our pizza is here. And our pizza here, meaning it's the end of the podcast. Nihon, wait a minute. What? what kind of pizza delivery driver do you have that makes that noise? Pony was, Express. I was, yeah, it's yeah. A Pony Express. It's a little rainy outside, so I wanted to make sure the pizza got here, you know. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. If you like our podcast, we have just signed up to buymeacoffee. Yes, dot com. Yeah, so you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash assumingpod, and you can buy us a coffee if you uh, like the podcast. Yeah. And uh, it goes a long way to help us in our mission to bring positivity into fandom. Yes. So we want to thank all you Positrons for helping us out. Very much. You can check us out. Let us know what you think at AssumingPod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you want to say, hey, man, you should have picked a G.I. Joe character, Spirit Iron Knife. Or, hey, why didn't you just go with the Dresden character? There you go. Let us know. You can Gmail us at AssumingPositions at gmail.com. Dot com. And every week, I make Mikey's brain hurt by saying, how would you like the Gmail formatted? Last time, you said a wanted poster. Yep, wanted posters. So, tracker, uh, a little bit of code, a little bit of... Uh, smoke signals. Smoke signals. That's good. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, scratches in the dirt to let me know you've been there and uh, what your opinion is. It's uh, like, scratches in the dirt. Yeah. Not Scott was here. And uh, John Wick isn't a cowboy. And then tracks off into the wrong direction to throw me off the trail. Walking, walks backwards. <laughs> walks backwards from the singing bush. That's yeah. it. And if you have anybody with you, make sure you walk in single file to hide your number. To hide the know. numbers. Oh, yes. all, all the good um, tra- anti-tracking stuff. I always look forward to deciphering the emails as they come in. Oh, could you have picked Obi-Wan as a tracker? What's that? Obi-Wan show tracking skills. That's true. Interesting. <laughs> Would he be a space cowboy? Almost. No. <laughs> Oh, we want to thank you, Positron, so much for listening. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing. Not Scott for being here and doing our production. Good to be with you. Jazzer for doing our music. And we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Get on your horse and join our posse. And follow the weird naked Indian. I want to hear more of that voice from Kevin. (laughs) Hey, man. That was not it. No, at all. I feel way more excited. Oh, it's, it's I was like a posse. Oh, that one. I thought I thought you were talking about the um, um what's his name? <laughs> not the weird naked Indian. Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. <laughs> Jim Morrison. <laughs> You're talking about Jim Morrison. Bap. Bap. It's, it's bap. Bap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>